Shimizu S. Pulse vs. Gamba Osaka 2022 J1 Season Round 8 Sunday April 10, 2022 IA Stadium Nihondera Kickoff, 1300 hours, JST A hectic week of J1 action builds to a crescendo this Sunday with a slate of 8 fixtures, and while Shimizu vs. Gamba at the picturesque Nihondera Stadium may not initially be the most enticing match on the card, it promises to be an intriguing encounter nonetheless. Both sides drew their midweek outings 1-1 away from home, Gamba will still be ruining the chances they missed against Kyoto on Wednesday, but were ultimately fortunate to survive a late onslaught and escape back to Suita with a point. S. Pulse, on the other hand, will be far more content with their evening's work, pegging back ACL competitors Arawa after earlier falling behind courtesy of Ataru Esaka's first-half penalty. Atsuki Ito became the third Reds player to see red in 2022 and his dismissal opened the door for a Shimizu fightback. I've often compared Mendez, Kyoto, and Valdo, Shimizu, due to the propensity of the pair to be dangers at both ends of the field, and while Mendez squandered his opportunity to be a hero late on against Gamba, Valdo powered home a header from Rayon Yamahara's fine cross to lift his side out of the drop zone on goal difference. The Neratsuri are one of five teams currently sitting on nine points, however, S. Pulse could draw level with them should they secure victory in this fixture for the first time since 2017. It promises to be a fascinating bout, be sure to tune in if you get the chance. Tale of the Tape Gamba are currently unbeaten on the road in J1 2022 albeit after only three games played. Their only clean sheet of the year came in the 1-0 away win at Arawa in February and in total they've only given up two goals, XG 3.32, granted their other opponents were the two newly promoted sides, Iwata and Kyoto. I might have my blue and black sunglasses on when I say this, but the Naratsuri's official XG for figures seem a touch low across their recent matches with Grampus and Sanga. Mendez's big miss at the end put the Royals into the XG lead on Wednesday, but earlier in the tie, Kosuke Anas, twice, Gen Shoji and Hiroto Yamami had all spurned chances that I thought would register higher with the XG being counters to balance out the fact that Dahan's wonder strike was quite a low percentage effort. Let's just dwell on Dahan's first J1 goal, in only his second outing, for just a moment. By my reckoning that's the out Akuro's sixth particularly impressive effort of the year, so they're cooking along nicely in that entirely subjective metric, showing, in my eyes at least, the quality of shooting ability that exists among the playing squad. At the back, Gen Shoji had a bit of an off day versus Kyoto, but what is of greater concern to me is the 16 shots against given up in both the win over Grampus and the draw at Sanga. Of course the Naratsuri were three goals to the good with 28 minutes left plus injury time against Kenta Hasegawa's troops on Saturday, so perhaps the late barrage in Kameyaka on Wednesday is of greater concern, particularly as half of Kyoto's efforts were registered from the 80th minute onwards. This could be an indication that a bit more rotation is required for the upcoming bout with Shimizu, or at the very least substitutions will need to be made sooner at the Nihondera than they were at Sanga Stadium, the 109.5 km total team distance covered, a season low, might be interpreted as another arrow pointing in that direction. While Gamba under Katano Saka have at times battled to dominate their opponents, clocking up an average of just 46.3% ball possession per game so far in 2022. Shimizu's number for that particular metric sits at a paltry 44.1%, so it'll be very interesting to see which side is more comfortable stepping onto the front foot on Sunday. Racked by injuries in the opening weeks of the campaign, S. Pulse are without a win in their most recent five league outings, 2-D-3-L, and only Kobe, 5, plus Shonen and Fukuoka, both 4, have notched up fewer than the Shizuoka side's six league goals. Shimizu have registered a mediocre 6.82 xG4 in their 7J1 fixtures to date and have only exceeded an xG of 1 in a single contest twice, Iwata and Arawa, both away, 
This compares with the Narot series figure of 7.13xG with three games containing an xG for of over 1. The absences of key Brazilian attackers, Thiago Santana and Carlinhos Jr., in addition to the late arrival of South Korean forward Oh Se Hun, largely account for Shimizu's anemic attack as Kontaku Hiroaki Hiroka, not an easy name to get right well past the midnight hour, has been forced into utilizing players more often thought of as wingers or number 10s in the central attacking roles. To set the scene for his now inevitable winner on Sunday, I'll point out that although his former boss at Oita, Tomohiro Katanosaka, is likely a fan, I'm amazed that Yusuke Goto still has a J1 contract with a record of only 4 goals in 72 appearances at this level. Finally, let's briefly take a look at S-Pulse's rearguard which has generally performed better than their attack, though with Valdo the only first choice to really spend any time on the sidelines I guess that's to be expected. The Shizuoka-based outfit's defensive numbers are extremely similar to Sunday's opponents with 10 goals conceded in 7 outings lying one shy of the Narutsuri's figure, the two sides XG against totals are extremely similar too, Shimizu's tally is 10.09 while Gamba's is 10.23, both teams have just a solitary clean sheet to their name as well and I know I stopped doing scoreline predictions over a year ago, but a lot of what I'm writing points towards a scrappy 1-1 draw, doesn't it? Head-to-head only one goal in the two fixtures between these sides in 2021 and what a goal it was. Hiroto Yamami, then a special designated player as he completed his studies at Kwanzaa Gakuin University, lit up a wet and windy Shizuoka night with a wonderful cut inside from the right wing followed by a sumptuous arc shot into Shuichi Ganda's top right corner to settle a tightly contested affair played out in challenging blustery conditions. Four months earlier, in April, both Yosuke Idiguchi and Takashi Usami struck the frame of the goal at Panasonic Stadium but after that the game petered out into a rather tame 0-0, the Narutsuri's fifth failure to score in their opening six fixtures, though it was their fourth clean sheet in the same time period, so I guess we can say that result was rather predictable. Gamba Osaka A deeper shade of blue, you may be able to tell that I've written this preview in a bit of a rush as the second half of my week is generally a good deal busier than the start, anyway where was I going with this, ah yes, I still haven't really processed my thoughts on the Kyoto game but I have a sort of aching sense of disappointment inside. Two wins, three draws and two losses is very much par for the course at this stage of the year. Against Sanga, just like in the Jubilo game, there was plenty of attacking endeavor, but a lack of a real clinical edge, and how the Narutsuri must have wished they had someone with the prowess of Peter Utaka in their ranks. Shimizu currently sit 15th in J1, but are gradually getting players back and represent a real tough test, a win would be great, a draw would leave many questions unanswered and a defeat would represent a significant setback for sure, who knows what my mood will become Sunday evening. Young hearts run free, a real positive for the traveling Narutsuri support on Wednesday night was the cameo appearances from Academy graduates Isa Sakamoto and Jiro Nakamura. Kumamoto native Sakamoto, in particular, shown during his J1 debut, almost assisting Kosuke Anas within minutes of replacing Hiroto Yamami. His work rate, touch and composure on the ball really impressed me and hopefully we see a lot more of him in a blue and black, or white, shirt in the coming weeks and months. Rotation, rotation, rotation revisited, don't worry I'm not about to quote Tim Canterbury again, but I do feel that the rotation, or more to the point, the lack of it, needs further comment. Captain Shu Karata being replaced on the left wing by Hideki Ishij, who unfortunately flattered to deceive once more, was surprisingly the only change to Gamba starting 11 from the 3-1 win over Nagoya the previous weekend. As I laid out above, Kyoto finished Wednesday's fixture much stronger than the Narutsuri so I wonder if Katanosaka will seek to shake things up a little for Shimizu on Sunday. Fullback might be one area to get a makeover with a first start for Hiroki Fujiharu and the return of Ko Yanagisawa, 
if fit, potentially on the cards. In midfield, I like Kohei Okuno playing the closing pitcher role with Ju Se Jong offering support on occasion. Hopefully Saito and Dahan start again versus S Pulse and go flat out for the first 60 to 65 minutes before getting a reprieve. Finally, in attack surely Patrick won't start three games in the space of eight days, but either Leandro Pereira's hamstring remains a cause for concern or Katano Saka is not a big fan despite his two goals in recent weeks, plus I've no idea why Wellington Silva wasn't involved on Wednesday after an all-action sub-appearance at the weekend. I guess the makeup of Gamba's starting 11 will once again be very much a case of wait and see for the Naratsuri faithful. Team News Masaaki Higashiguchi, Ni, and Takashi Usami, Achilles, are the two definite absentees for Gamba having undergone surgery, Higashiguchi was spotted standing normally in one of Shota Fukuoka's April Fool's Day pictures and he'll hopefully be back sometime next month. Other than that, Captain Shu Kurata wasn't in the matchday squad for the short trip to Kyoto on Wednesday though it's unknown if he was simply being rested or he's picked up a minor knock. Ko Yanagisawa and Yuki Yamamoto have been absent for the past two league fixtures with no updates given on their injury status. Yamamoto, like Higashiguchi, was photographed by Fukuoka last Friday so there's nothing to indicate he's not training, Yanagisawa, on the other hand, may well have some kind of fitness issue. Wellington Silva's current status is similarly shrouded in mystery as after a buccaneering cameo as a sub against Grampus on Saturday he didn't even make the bench on Wednesday, hopefully he's just being saved up ready to be unleashed on an unsuspecting S-Pulse on Sunday. Predicted lineups and stats. Shimizu S-Pulse. It certainly hasn't been an easy start to life as a permanent J1 Kontaku for Hiroaki Hirooka with his charges decimated by injury early on in the campaign. Still, he has managed to keep them within touching distance of the peloton despite facing a number of tough fixtures and will be looking for his side to make strides in the right direction now that some of their bigger names are returning. Hirooka may, of course, be hindered by the chronic instability which has plagued this iconic and hugely likable club from Japan's footballing heartland in recent seasons. I mentioned Nagoya's managerial merry-go-round in one of my most recent previews and S-Pulse truly define the lack of imagination that often mars J-League coaching appointments, switching from the attack-minded Peter Kolomovsky to the polar opposite in Miguel Angel Lotina before now settling on the internally appointed Hirooka. It should be noted that Swede Jan Jensen was the last Shimizu coach to survive a whole season at the helm, and that was back in 2018 when they finished an excellent eighth. It's not just in the dugout where things have been hard to fathom, their transfer business has been head-scratching at times too. Impressive acquisitions such as national team keeper Shuichi Ganda, Katano Saka's former captain at Oita, Yoshinori Suzuki, Tosu Starlet and Paris Olympics candidate Daiki Matsuoka plus imposing forward Thiago Santana form an excellent spine to this team and show that the finances are there to build a competitive side, if, and it's a big if, they are deployed wisely. On the flip side of the coin, this year's squad is very unbalanced with Takeru Kishimoto coming in to compete with Teruki Hara, Eiichi Katayama and Rayon Yamahara for the right-back spot. Yes I know Katayama and Yamahara can play elsewhere too, meaning there are four excellent fullbacks at the club, but to my mind only one top-level centre-back, the aforementioned Suzuki. Anyway, I don't want this to meander into my usual rant against Shimizu's front office so let's finish by talking about a couple of bright sparks, attacker Yuido Suzuki and versatile wide man Yamahara. Readers of my preseason preview will know I picked out former Funabashi Municipal High School forward Suzuki as S-Pulse's key player this term and he got off to a flyer with goals in his first two league appearances, they've dried up since then, however, I remain confident that in tandem with Santana and, or Osei Hun he can rediscover his goal-scoring touch and establish himself as one to watch. Yamahara, like Hiroto Yamami for Gamba, 
was a special designated player in 2021 who managed to clock up a number of J1 appearances, five of them to be precise, which has allowed him to hit the ground running in his official rookie season. The JFA Academy Fukushima and University of Tsukuba graduate has assists in each of his last two league outings and with his versatility, work rate, touch and crossing ability all looking good early on this season he's someone who could go on to make great strides in the game. Team News The treatment room at the Nihondera has certainly been a busy place this year with Kantaku Hirooka no doubt grateful Shimizu have such a large first-team squad. The Shizuoka-based side's Brazilian contingent have been hit particularly hard, Valdo has recently made his return but compatriots Thiago Santana, 13 goals in 37 J1 games in 2021, Carlinhos Jr., missed the final five games of 2021, and Renato Augusto, long, long-term knee injury, have all sat out the entire campaign to date. Additionally, talented homegrown winger Kenta Nishizawa has been absent with a wrist injury, though he is expected back soon while forwards, Benjamin Kalali and Daigo Takahashi, plus versatile midfielder Ryohei Shirasaki all dropped out of the squad for the midweek trip to Saitama and whether that was due to fitness or rotation is unclear. More positively, Daiki Matsuoka was on the bench as an unused sub on Wednesday, the first time he's been spotted this year and recent recruit from Ulsan Hyundai, Osei Hun made his J1 debut, playing the final half hour of the draw with Reds. Predicted lineups and stats. Thanks for reading and enjoy the game whoever you are supporting.